welcome to the Star Girl Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Angie. And I'm Lizzie. And for this first episode zero, we're kind of just going to do a getting to know you for us two hosts. And then perhaps if we have time, go into our hopes for this show. So Lizzie, let's get to know you a little bit because you and I haven't actually talked all too much, which is a tragedy. It so, is. uh, why don't you let me know a little bit more about yourself? Okay, I'm gonna make myself sound interesting, or I'm gonna try okay. at least. I am a lawyer, mm. um, which is not actually of interest. Like people, people hear that and it's like, "Ooh, you have an interesting life." I don't. It's a really boring life of paperwork. I imagine a lot of pantsuits. Yes, a lot of pantsuits. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that is the one thing TV does get right. The way you yeah, have to suits. dress. Yes. Briefcase, briefcases, a very tight bun, perhaps? Sort of, but more the pantsuit. Okay. And, like, and then TV makes it sound like every case goes quickly, and you're just in court every day, and you're winning, and you're losing, and, like, most of the time, you're just waiting for shit to happen. And filing motions to make sure things happen more quickly, which they don't, um, which is a travesty. So, so I'm a lawyer. Basically, my job is waiting around in places for a chance to do my job. So that means I get to listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot as I wait outside courthouses to do shit. Which, so this is the, the non-glamorous part of being a lawyer that no one tells you about. That you uh, wait around a lot? You wait around a lot, yes, for clients, for judges, for clerks, for everything. Yeah. And how Basically. long have you been practicing? I have been practicing for um, over 10 years. Wow, girl. I'm old now. Now, 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 I'm, now I'm aging myself. Uh, but I, like, <laughs> I would really, like, I like my job. It's not that I don't like my job, but I would really like to be, like, I don't know, just do entertainment stuff all the time i think that's the dream for everyone but like everyone who does podcasting probably just wants to do it for their entire yes. career that's I all mean. we want to do i we know just wanna... if, only, if only we could talk for a living about interesting things and write for a living both about work. interesting things yes, <laughs> yes. So that's basically what I do, and what I do is more boring than you would think. Mm. So what about you? Tell me about you. Okay, so I used to be an English teacher, and Aww. then I got burnt out because yeah. I was doing, I was part of the um, community college adjunct part-time circuit in my area. I live in Southern California. And it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of grading for very little pay. Um, so I transitioned to something that's also very little pay. But <laughs> at least I'm not driving around as much and having to grade essays for the rest of my life. I now do freelance writing. So Ooh, yes. I currently write for comic book resources. That's my main paying gig. I've done some um, press room stuff with them as well. Like this past San Diego Comic-Con, I was able to really work that con for the first time. So that was like one of the highlights of my life. 
How um, have we not met? How did we not meet at San Diego Comic Con last year? Listen, I don't even think we knew of each other. No, but, but now like, that we know, we can. We have, have a to meet you. up. Yes, <laughs> we can. We can set it up so it'll be a meet yeah. you anyway. Yeah, we're going to run into each other's <laughs> arms in slow motion from opposite sides of Hall H. <laughs> <laughs> Running into people because Hall H is... Yeah, well, we'll be elbowing them, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing uh, mostly freelance writing. I do some editing work as well. I have my, like, hands in many different, like, jars. Um, I'm, I currently got brought on to the Marvel Report as an editor i have another podcast called the fandom menace where it's basically me and my best friends talking about different movies and tv shows per episode i love the um, name thank you i came up with it actually because i'm the one that's like super obsessed with star wars like you, you're in charge of coming up with all the names but yeah i figured yes. it was a star wars reference yeah so that's another thing we have in common Oh my gosh, like all good nerds, you know, stuff, you know, okay, sidebar. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know how people are always like, oh, you know, Marvel or DC, Star Wars, Star Trek. I love all of those things equally. I don't know about you. Me too. Me too. Okay, and then good. when people are like, you have to choose, says who? I Leave know. me alone. Exactly. Don't try to force me to do anything. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Um, so I think that's basically it as far as my job is concerned. You know, I'm always interested in more steady full-time employment. So listeners, if you have any opportunities for me or Lizzie, yeah. hit us up. We are both. <laughs> I, I also have another podcast. It's just my mind is so into being a lawyer that I forget that I would really like to stop being a lawyer. So yes, if you have something to offer both of us in that regard come find us we'll be i'll be happy to stop wearing the pantsuits i promise (laughs) um i i also write for fangirlish i um, i did san diego comic-con i've done san diego comic-con the past three four Mm -hmm. years and i have another podcast it's called stop and fangirl where we basically i i feel like it's like a feminist rant about whatever (laughs) happens every week in entertainment mostly that's um, my podcast too. I'm, I'm legit. Like I just wrote it down. Oh. Like I, I was taking notes. I was like, listen to Angie's podcast. Subscribe. Period. Like how haven't I before? And I went on your profile. Like we need to like. And, <laughs> and this is gonna work out. We're already best friends. So. I was just gonna say, how is this like? How is this possible that we're not best friends? But also now we are blessed because we get to listen back to our journey. And yeah. becoming best friends because yeah. we're recording this. Yes. This is oh. perfect. I mean, it's... when do we get to do this in our relationships? You know, you can't record your first date with someone. You can't. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want, but it but may it's not creepy. be the great. Yeah. yeah. Not the best first impression. <laughs> but but now uh, people get to sort of go on the journey with us of us becoming friends as well. This is kind of cool friends. because we are getting to know each other and you're listening to us getting to know each other so in a couple of months you'll be like oh they're fine they love each other and you'll be part of our journey i so, feel like this is going to either be really fun to listen to or really awkward so hopefully it works out for everyone 
Yes, hopefully you're having fun and seeing us, well, not seeing us, hearing us figure out all the things we have in common. Um, and among the things we have in common, of course, is a love for comics. And we already talked about how we love everything. I started, I don't know about you, but I started with Marvel. Uh, because yeah. my cousin uh, who got me into comics as a little boy, he was into Marvel and he would give me his hand, handouts. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm already done with this comic. You can have it. And I was mm-hmm. little and I would get, I would take whatever he would give me. So I was sort of Marvel, mostly X-Men till I mm. was, till I was old enough to figure out that I, there was another world out there that I could like explore. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get started? Like, what was your first memory of comics? Okay. So I literally cannot remember learning about superheroes because my dad was an OG nerd. Like, he was reading the Superman and Spider-Man comics, like, back in the early 60s. So I don't remember a time where I didn't know who at least, like, some of those main heroes were. But I do have a really strong memory of watching Batman the Animated Series. So I'm going to age myself. When that show came out in the early 90s, I was the perfect age. Like, I was a kid. I think I was, like, five years old or something when that show first started. So I was so, like, obsessed with Batman, the animated series, especially, like, Catwoman. I just loved her look. I loved her attitude. I loved how she got to play with Batman. And I love cats. (laughs) Perfect. It was perfect. It was definitely perfect. So I watched that. I think my entry into comics was through like animated TV shows. And then I started actually reading comics afterwards. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was like Batman the animated series. There was X-Men the animated series. Oh, so X-Men, X-Men. Yes. I was like, no, yes. yeah. The animated I was series. super obsessed with that show too as a kid. So I think from there, it kind of grew. And then as like, the X-Men movies came out in the early 2000s that really like amped up the comics. You know what I mean? So I I think it grew from TV movies and comics for me. I think that was like my journey. I think we're lucky now that there are so many ways to get into comics. You don't have to just be reading the actual comics as a kid Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, superheroes are everywhere now. In DC and Marvel, they both have a lot out there. And then you can find one superhero you like and find that as a way to go into this superhero world. And then you stay. Absolutely, yeah. And it's so much easier now because a lot of people are doing the work for you. So if you just Google, like, okay, I saw Avengers and Black Widow's cool. Let me see, like, what kind of, like, cool comics have been written about her for me to, like, get a sense of her journey. And so many people have already put in that work. So you have that uh, tool. And then also like with the different apps, like the Marvel Unlimited app or the uh, DC Universe app, you can like very easily get reading lists through there. So like kids these days are blessed. (laughs) I kind of wish it had been that easy when we were young. Like I remember my first DC and like going into DC, I, I, I think most people started either with the Justice League comics or mm-hmm. or like people my age, and I think we're around the same age. Um, Justice League comics is what I remember. And then I remember not really Superman, but Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. He seemed way more approachable when you're a kid. It's like, look at the dork with the 
with the glasses, who's also a superhero. I don't think Batman mm -hmm. is as approachable when you're a kid mm -hmm. uh, as Clark Kent is. And okay. Then... Did you watch the Lois and Clark show? Yes! yes! Oh, yes! my goodness. Okay, okay. So say what you want about Dean Cain's politics. Yes. He was a perfect. perfect Superman and Clark Kent. Yeah, He was so good and their chemistry like i want to see that type of chemistry again in a superman story because i feel like you know that show you know gets a lot of criticism it was cheesy yeah but, but i think the the power of a superman story is in the lois and clark dynamic and they're 100%. the ones who got it the most right i think I agree. And I was super obsessed with that show. I might still have like DVD somewhere. I that have I, all of them on DVD. I, I don't like I have never I have never people are like, you don't even watch those DVDs anymore. I was like, yes. So what, <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? I'm not getting rid of them. And um, you have the option. See, that's what I like. I like having options yes. for rewatching. Um, but I love them. And like you said, I think Lois and Clark make out the most important part of like if you get Lois and, and Clark right, you mm -hmm. get super you get Superman right. Um yeah. and and I think as you said, those were the ones that got it right. Like they were as close. I know some people are gonna come at me and say Smallville. Um Oh yeah. I always forget about that show and I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that too. I mean I like Smallville. I just Maybe because it was a different time and like they were younger and whatever. It just, I never clicked with it as much. And also because they made me watch like four or five, six seasons before we got to Lois and Clark. Yeah, and yeah that's why I, I tapped out on that show too. Because I watched like the first season, I think, because I think it came out when I was in high school. So I was like the perfect age for it. But for whatever reason, it didn't click with me past that first season so okay yeah another similarity lizzie yes we should See? make a list we should <laughs> i have i have watched like the lois and clark videos and youtube youtube is there for everything you just want to sort of catch up on uh -huh. um so uh and i like them but i i never got into it in the moment as i know a lot of people did uh and now well I mean, the DC TV universe and yeah. the CW might give us another Lois and Clark. We shall see. I was uh, just going to ask you how you felt about the crossover episode and the new Lois Lane. Uh, well, my feelings about every crossover episode since maybe the first one are sort of like... <laughs> I don't like... I mean, can, can you explain that noise a little bit more? <laughs> it's like I can see your time, but it's not like connecting the way you think it is. Whoever's in charge. Um, I'm curious to see more of them. I think we got like an interesting peek. I, she I think had, the, like, for the best part. Yeah, she had like a badass moment, Lois Lane. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm curious to see more. I'm curious to see if they're going to like somehow backdoor that into their own show. Like, it kind of seems like that's kind of what was, I don't know. Did you get that feeling that they were kind of trying that out to see how it would work in yeah. its own thing? That's what I thought. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to go there. You know, I mean, why shouldn't they? They've gone there with lesser known superheroes and done well. I mean, mm -hmm. this is super. 
And like, despite my pro, I've had problems with all the DC shows on the CW at times, and stopped and started and like raged about them. But I would be in for like, am I gonna say no to another story about Lois and Clark? Especially if we've skipped the beginning where she doesn't know and all yeah. that shit that I've already seen like fifty times. Yeah, yeah. The whole Lois Lane finding out that he's Superman is similar to like seeing Batman's parents die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've seen that so many times that yeah. it's kind of hard to like keep our interest going for that part yeah. of the backstory. So yeah. I feel you. We're all for that. Similarly. Yeah. <clears throat> but as far as the DC shows go, since this is a DC show, podcast i'm curious to know what your favorite dc show is right now probably titans um okay i haven't watched it full disclosure i so i, I think so you many, I, I i didn't watch it uh week to week i binged all of it and i was like i remember watching the trailer and being like mm, this is gonna be a little too dark um and i love robin outside of batman <laughs> Like outside of like the relationship with Batman, and I was like, if if they go too dark on him, is he really the same character I loved in the comics? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really worried, and then I started watching, and I, I'm I'm gonna say the the DC like the service like I I think it had a different tone, um, and I think it stuck to the characters really well, but I also think it gave them a chance to grow. In a linear way that I sometimes the CW shows have not. Like in the CW shows, the characters grow and then they forget what they learn and then they have to learn it again. And it's been mm-hmm. like six seasons and you're like, but we've already learned this lesson five times, Oliver. Can you just get with the program? <laughs> well, um, I think that one of the issues with that, or because of because they have 22 episodes to feel, to like yeah. fill out. I think that's why that happens so much is they have to stretch out these lessons or repeat for just content purposes. I agree. I think they would all do better with 13, 16 at most. Yeah. Like a solid 13. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So Titans has how many episodes? It has, it doesn't have 20 something. Okay. Um, Okay. I like, I binge watched it. I think it has 11. Um, but I, I binge watched it. So it like, you know, when you're binge and then it just, the next episode plays, plays. And you're like, how many uh-huh, episodes uh-huh. did I just watch? I have mm-hmm. no idea, but it was good. Um, okay. Yeah. I think it has around 10 and 11 is probably the, the number. Um, but I'm trusting my memory here. Um, and I think I just, I think I like it because they did a really good job with Dick Grayson who has mm-hmm. been one of my favorite DC characters ever. And like, and then I, I get protective over him because some people hate him so much and he hasn't been, Robin has not been done well in movies. And then mm-hmm. people are like, Robin sucks. And I was like, no, you don't know what you're saying. You don't know. So I get protective. And I was like, my baby. You have to protect your baby boy. Yes. yes. Don't speak ill of my baby boy. <laughs> Uh, what about you what's your favorite i think uh i think my favorite dc show that's currently airing i gotta go with legends 
DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Because Legends is weird as fuck. You know, and it's not just that it's like a weird kooky show, is that they completely leaned into it. Yep. And it's so like earnestly weird. And I really resonate with that vibe. I just, because it also took them a while to find their feet. Yeah, the, the first season was not as good because they were trying to be serious, but the show yeah. was the same thing. It's now. Absolutely. And I think it took me until like the end of season two yeah. to really appreciate that show. And I think that times with them figuring out really what kind of tone they were striving for. So I just, I love uh, Katie Lutz's portrayal of uh, her main character, Sarah Lance. I just am obsessed with how badass she is both on screen and off screen. Like I'm really drawn to powerful female characters. And I that, like that's one of the reasons why I signed on and wanted to talk about the Stargirl show. Cause I think they're going to like, it's, it's a really interesting opportunity to have another badass, powerful woman. Like, and it, this show being centered on that character. Um, but Legends also has, like, the ensemble cast. And I love how they're, like, throughout the series, all of the different characters have been paired up in different little, like, B stories, too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really invested now in all of their, like, little stories and interactions. And, and the fact that there's, like, Bebo. <laughs> yes. Bebo is a... I, I, I love Bebo. Who doesn't love Bebo? Like, that giant Bebo they had last season. I just... <laughs> I was so sad was that Bebo did not, did not show up at the press room. I was in the Legends press room last year at Comic-Con, and we were waiting for Bebo. Like, when the press room was over, we were all like, can we, like, is Bebo coming? If he's coming, we're not leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he was at the at the panel of... Uh, a Bebo, but Aww. they they didn't send Bebo to the press room. It was really sad. Oh, boo! Yes, right. A small. Okay, I understand not bringing a giant Bebo. Fine, but a small Bebo. God. Come on, not but that yeah. hard. Miss opportunity. Like these are the kind of things people want to see. Believe it or not. Yeah, we want to see. Okay, it's kind of like, you know how they're bringing Goose the Cat around for the Captain Marvel press tour? Yeah. It's like, give the people what they want. We want cats and we want Bebo. Yes, and we want like merchandise. Like, I buy a Bebo. Why isn't there a Bebo for me to buy? A hundred percent. I would a hundred percent buy a stuffed Bebo for myself and others. So but yeah, mostly D- for DC, just hire us for all of these ideas. We have a bunch. Um, yeah, we we're available. This could easily us. transition into our full time jobs. Yes, I'm we have a lot of ideas, DC. and we love these characters. So, all the ideas. Yeah, we are speaking it into the universe. Yes, and hopefully it'll come into fruition. So I think we've talked a little bit of our our love for DC and the shows right now but i think we we did most of our talking about ourselves by talking about like our jobs but like yeah. what are our hobbies it's oh, also yeah, something okay. we should talk That's about true. like yeah. what else do we do other than work 
Like, it's like, can you, okay, do you, you work and you talk about Superman a lot. Um, apparently. What else I also, are you about? <laughs> I also fight about Robin a lot. I mean, I fight, like, it, it's not a hobby, but now that I ask the question myself, I will answer it by, for myself by saying I fight a lot on Twitter. I don't know why. But, like, if you want to. I don't know. Like, I, I can't control myself. Like, you got to understand my job is fighting. Like That's I am, true. I am wired to argue. Like sometimes I'm, I'm arguing on Twitter, and I'm like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Like control yourself." So now I'm trying to limit myself to mm-hmm. one or one or two replies per person speaking like things that are bothering me. I'm like, "Okay, you get one or two replies. If you're still like, if you still look like a troll, you're muted." <laughs> so I and I mute them just to to stop myself from replying. Yeah, it's. I think. It's hard to argue with crazy, which is why I don't even bother. Because I'm like, it's not going to make a difference. All it's going to do is make me mad. And I already have a lot of feelings. So (laughs) it's not worth it. But I appreciate you putting in that work of putting some trolls in place. I mean, especially in the current political climate, it feels like there, I like there's one every day, and the the whole thing of being a woman and having opinions—that's also a thing. Like, I know having opinions how about dare comics. We have opinions. How dare we? And about comics? How dare? Oh my we? God! Get back to the kitchen. Yes. And don't you dare talk about Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman, or don't you oh dare gosh. talk about both. The end that of the could world. be a separate podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes, sure. that is that is not my only hobby. I promise. But it's just I just do it a lot to fighting on Twitter. But don't don't come fight with me. Like don't do it on purpose. This isn't an invitation. <laughs> yes, this isn't an invitation. Um, but just know that if you say something stupid, I might not be able to stop myself. Just well, what else? What other hobbies do you have? Um, I mean, I, I know it doesn't feel like a hobby when you're doing part of it and like getting paid for it, but I feel like writing is a hobby uh, in the sense that, I mean, maybe not writing entertainment, but I write like I'm, I'm, I'm finishing a novel. That feels like a hobby. Oh. Still, the moment I get paid for it, that will still feel like a hobby. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, cause it's not your sole source of income. So I think exactly. it definitely counts as exactly. a hobby. If I sell it tomorrow and then I become famous, then it won't be a hobby and then we can revisit the conversation. For now, it's a hobby and I've been working, but it's a hobby that makes you work a lot. Uh-huh. So it's oh, a yeah. hobby to have. I think a lot of, ho- like, if you're really passionate about a hobby, you put in a lot of hours of work for it, right? So yeah, that is that true. makes sense to me. Like for me, I one of my hobbies is boxing. <gasps> I've been doing um, boxing and MMA training. What? I do. I haven't done. I haven't. I, I've I've gone to MMA uh, training, but like I mostly like boxing, like straight up boxing. Me too. Oh my! We are soulmates. We are for sure soulmates. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. So. I have been doing boxing and MMA stuff for about six years now. When did you start? I started, yeah, maybe before that, but I didn't do it um, consistently till about four, four, four years ago, let's say. I started more like, oh, this is a good, like people say this is good exercise. 
uh-huh. boxing, yes. like, going like a boxing gym. And it was good exercise, but I only went because a friend of mine went. So when mm-hmm. she didn't go, I didn't go. And then I just, I, I started doing it by myself because I, like, I legit, like, I like working out, but I le- legit hate most of the workouts that people like. Let's go running. Mm-hmm. Like, go running. I will oh, die for them as I run. Like, my, my, I can't. So I was like, I'm going to try boxing by myself. And then when you find a place and you find, like, a rhythm and then you're, like, comfortable and then you uh-huh. learn the moves and you're like, this is it. This is my thing. Yes. Okay. So my journey to boxing was I was having a lot of anxiety in my life. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try working out because apparently that helps a lot. Right. So I was like, I'm going to try yoga. Yeah. And it was fine. And then my best friend's uncle, he's been doing boxing his entire life. He has an at-home gym that he has set up and he's gone through and like trained some people over the years. So I went with my best friend to her uncle's house to do like a boxing workout with him where basically you learn like the one-two punch over and over. Yes. But like, I would say as far as stress relief and anxiety relief, and the best, getting the, the best, best workout, the most sweat you will ever feel in your life is boxing, hands down. For me, I always feel so much better after a session. And I will also say, like, you know, don't come and, like, challenge me to sparring or something. Like, I'm not training to do amateur fights or anything. Yes, but I am exactly. Training, yeah, but I am training to learn technique. When we do do sparring, it's very safe and we wear headgear. And we're not, like, punching our hardest, like. The environment that we set up, uh, I, it's, there's nothing like finding your boxing family. And I think you can speak to that as well. Cause you feel so safe, but you feel yeah. empowered. And at the same time, you're like working your ass off and you like feel really proud of it at yeah. the end of the day, especially like when you learn something new. Um, and we also do some kickboxing and some jujitsu. Like we've experimented with all those too, but mostly we come back to boxing. I don't yeah. know what it is. Like I just think like people think it's this like really like rough sport and it yeah, is. Like it's for like, guys. Only. Yeah. But like don't you feel that there's like I don't know, there's like a science like it is called the sweet science. There's like a magic to it somehow that I think like women just kind of dismiss boxing as a workout for them yeah but i think it's like so great for women to learn especially for like self-defense they always tell you to do yoga and i've done um i was bored with it like you said and i've done more now after boxing because um i've I've heard it's good for mobility and like and so now i've sort of like gotten the yoga a little bit more but only mostly like as a compliment but i think boxing just makes you feel empowered and then the, the I'm also like a really contrary person. So the more people say like, you shouldn't be doing this or this is for men. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Well, now I'm going to get myself like some pink boxing gloves and to annoy <laughs> you. Right. And I'm going to do it anyway. I think uh, you shouldn't underestimate how much we will do things out of spite. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Like, telling me not to do something is a sure way to get me to want to do, to do something. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. So, okay. I think now, whenever we do our Wildcat episode, we're going to have to, like, split <laughs> it up into two parts. Because we're going to have so much to say about yes. Wildcat now. Yes. 
I was already prepared to have like pages yeah. of notes, but now it's it's just going to be like an hour of Wildcat. So part look one, forward part to that, two, listeners. Part, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, and also, um, as we've proven by the fact that we've been here talking about each other for thirty minutes or so, um, we can talk. So, like, don't don't really like expect the the short episode. I don't think that's what you're gonna find here. I right. hope you I like us. We're struggling. Yes, we're, we're not struggling. struggling for content here, guys. Nope. Nope. Uh, so I I hope you like us because you'll be hearing a lot from us because we. Apparently I hope you can't. like. Uh, hope you like angry women but also women who get really excited about fandom stuff. Yes. So and that seems to be the, the tone we're striking here with this podcast. And we are going to have the chance to talk about a badass woman, woman leading her own show um, and what comes from that. And I think we might not have time to talk about all our hopes and dreams for this show today. Um but I, it, it was important to us. I think that for a podcast about a show, a female-led show, we could be here to talk about what that means for us as women. Mm-hmm. And, and it's exciting that we're going to be here for the whole journey. Yes, because uh, what we will say about the show right now is there aren't a lot of details nope. out about the show. We don't know a time period. We don't know. We know some of the cast of characters, but a lot of them have no role names next yeah, to them. Yeah, we don't know who's. CB. Yeah, we don't know who they're playing. Like half of them, at least. So like role, the role has not been announced. So you're like, yeah. Hello, Neil Jackson. Who are you playing? Who Tell is me. this cute boy? And who is he playing? Is what I yes. want to know. Yeah, especially when you look at uh, IMDb and it says like 13 episodes. So you're going to be here the whole time. Why don't I know who you're playing? Just tell me. Yes. I don't like secrets. I need to know these things. Yes. And I, but I think we can talk a little bit about the casting uh, of the show. But even though we don't like, like we said before, we don't have a lot of details yet. Um, a lot of what's going to happen in this, the few, first few episodes is we're going to talk about the comics and we're going to talk about who these characters are and we're going to talk about what we hope. And then when we have information, we can compare that to what we're actually going to get and, and see if it stacks up. And if there's, for me, it's important to know if there's enough women behind the scenes because you're telling the story yes. of a teenage girl. Yes. Like, yes. men yes. do not oh. know how teenage girls think. <laughs> I know so many things they do, but they don't. Uh, my point is, it's hard to understand what it's like to be a teenage girl unless you've actually been one. So they need to have at least a couple of women in that writer's room. I, I would like to say, like, at least have the writer's room. Like, it's, it's a lie. Like, I don't want to hear anything about you can't find women who like comics. Because mm-hmm. if, if that is true, you can also come find us. We're here. Right. I mean, we are available for work. We've already yes. said this like three times now. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're here to solve all your problems. Like, whatever you want, we'll probably be good at it. Um, but, yeah. So, what do you say? We talk a little bit about the casting of these people we do not know. 
Yeah. Without playing. <laughs> um, do you want to start with Breck Basinger? Breck Basinger? Yes, uh, because we do know who she's playing. Um, our... We do know who she's playing. She yeah. is playing our main gal, yeah. Courtney main... Whitmore. Yeah, our star girl. Star girl. If you pull up her IMDb, her picture is gorgeous. But they're all, like, I know I'm not taking away from her, but they are all really pretty. And it's a little disturbing how good looking this cast is. Uh, like, yes. In general, if you, like, scroll through and look at the cast, it, it's yes. It's just so many attractive people. Yep. I think, um, I'm... I have really high hopes for Breck Basinger. Um, Me too. She was on, she was in School of Rock. Yeah, and, and she and has, and she was apparently a competitive cheerleader before she started acting. Like I, I. That's perfect. Right? She can that bring so a lot perfect. of that. She can, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think another highlight for me in casting is Joel McHale as Star. I knew you were gonna. I like. I I knew you were gonna say that because he is just so good looking and so charming. Like I watched Community, um, and I think like even when he's playing like kind of unlikable characters, he still draws your attention. So I think he has that like magnetism. I think yeah. he'll do a really good job. Yeah, I'm also excited for Luke Wilson. Yeah, we um, have a lot of big names. Like, wow! It's like when they said Luke Wilson, I was like, for real? Is this like and a you mistake? Also have, so it's Luke Wilson as the stepdad, Pat Dugan, yeah. yes. and you have Amy Smart as Barbara Whitmore, yeah, her mom. So and- if you look at those two names, like those two stars were like super big in the 90s yep so if they choose to set this show in the 90s it would be like a really fun meta casting i think it would i think there's i mean i'm not gonna say they're gonna set it in the 90s for sure but i think there's a there's a chance they do i mean it is a thing now to set female shows or movies we know about captain marvel in mm-hmm. uh, like not the not 50 100 years ago but like in the immediate past yeah so i you know there's there's a lot of existing commentary out there about why that's a like why people are choosing that as a creative choice i certainly think it allows for sexism to be a lot more blatant because it yeah. was back then and it's harder to call it out now because it's a little more subtle so it's it's kind of hard to really like hammer that home as a theme in a TV show um, yeah. without it being super exaggerated like it has been in the past. But I don't know. I feel like I would definitely be fine if this show was set in the present, even though the original comic was in the 90s. I would like it to also be set in the present as well. I'm kind of going back and forth. What do you think? I, I like I'm like you I have when you tell me it could be set in the 90s I'm like yeah that makes sense and then when you tell me it could be set in 2019 that also makes sense because there's a lot of things that you can translate into today and maybe the messages if you 
started in 2019 will will feel more real to the kids mm-hmm. now. Um, so there there are good reasons to do it both ways. I I if I have to sh- if I had to choose right now today and mm-hmm. I might change my mind tomorrow, I would right. say probably that it should be set in 2019. I think it'll have mm-hmm. more of an impact if if it does. But if it turns out it's set in the 90s, I'm not going to be mad about it. Right. I'm the same way. I think I would prefer the present as well, Sindhu, because it really hasn't been done. I mean, uh, Supergirl is set in the present, obviously, in a different universe, but it's set in the present. Um, the other Arrowverse TV shows are set in the present. So I think if we're continuing on with that, it makes the most sense for it to be set in the present. Although the 90s would be fun, like yes. for nostalgia purposes. But I think I would, I think... You know, now that I'm thinking about it more and talking it out, I would want it in the present. Yeah. I... But then, if it's in the present, with yeah. the JSA then, would they not? Yeah. Would that, that, that be World War Two. Yes. That, that's my main problem with it. Uh, how do you incorporate that, that whole thing into the... I mean, you can't. You just would have to change a lot. And they're just very old and very out of time then. Yes. I don't know if I would like that as much. Um, right? Because like it could they, also be like, okay, they were fighting in Vietnam times. Like they could move up the war that they were most associated with. Yes, they could do that. I um, don't know. I think... I'm I'm really interested to see what they choose to do as far as setting. I mean, right now we're all this is all speculation because we really don't know anything. Yep. Um, they are like Game of Thrones season eight level of secrecy here. <laughs> we yes. know nothing like Johns know. Um, yes. So uh, we're speculating. I hope you would like to speculate with us, and then when we know. We will figure out what we feel about what we know then. Yes. Um, uh, all in all, we also have a c- characters who have been announced for playing roles that we have no idea. I mentioned uh, Neil Jackson before and Jake Austin Walker and Hunter Samson. Like, we don't know who they're playing. No. Cameron Jones, no. like, we don't know who they're playing. Angelica Washington, who are you? Um... I feel like I'm just yelling that at my computer all the time. Like, who are you? Who are you? Like one, and then, and it also brings up this this whole idea of why are you trying to keep from me who these people are playing? What does Mm -hmm. that mean? Because some of them got announced with the person they were playing right away. Yeah. Uh, So that's interesting because it's not like they're saying, "Hey, we've cast Joel McHale, who's a big draw." but we're not going to tell you who he is. Like that's, that's, they gave us that right away. Yeah. They gave but, us that but right the away. Unknown actor. Well, more, un- not, not that they're unknown, but the more unknown actors, they're not telling us, which means it's the character that has to be the big reveal, yeah. not the actor. Yep. I agree. So I so, just like, who do we have left as far as like the JSA? That they could be playing, like I, I've speculated, someone would be, could be playing. Um, who was it that we thought could be playing Wally? Um, th- there's been a lot of speculation. Yeah, was it Jake Austin Walker? Yes, because he's a redhead. 
Yes. I just saw his picture and I was like, <laughs> yes. yes, he's a redhead. Gotta, gotta be you. Uh, but in general, like, it feels like there are a lot of options. Well, Not even as That's the problem with the J. Not the problem, but like that's one of the things that we have to keep in mind is that the JSA has had such a huge roster of characters over the years that they could be anyone. Yep, and depending on when when they're gonna set it, that that also would. But we don't know that yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't know the setting. We also don't really know their special effects budget because, like. If you're going to have, like, a Sentinel Green Lantern character, that's going to take a lot of money, right, to do all those special effects. So we yeah. don't know if that's even an option. We don't know. I mean, what we we have seen of the new series and DC services, they look visually really good. Mm -hmm. So I would like to think, um, not like they're in a tight budget here, but that doesn't mean it's, there's unlimited budget either. So mm -hmm. uh, we basically now, right now we're at the part where we don't know. So we're just telling you that we don't know. Yeah. yeah the, the theme of this episode is we love boxing and, and we, we don't know. We don't know. And, and we don't know. And we would love it if, if you have opinions, if you come share it with us on Twitter or anywhere, um, because... I mean, it's always fun to talk about these things, and we will have more to talk about later, but mm -hmm. we like to speculate. Like, sure we don't do. have any problems engaging here. Oh. Yes. I don't, I don't even know if, what, what, what else we can do here. I, okay. Uh, I yes. think we've hit upon everything that I initially had feelings about. Including I... things that I didn't know that I would have feelings about with you. And I'm <laughs> really grateful for this journey. We have apparently figured out we have way more in common than we thought. And this is amazing. And this is going to be a fun ride for the yes. show. So um, thank you for listening, everyone. Yes. And you can follow me, Angie, at Doll Rights. That's at D-A-H-L-W-R-I-T-E-S on Twitter. And you can follow me, Lizzie, at Lizzie Dad, um, L-I-C-C-I-E-T-H-A-T on Twitter. And don't come fight with me, please. Please. Uh, you can visit Stargirl Podcast for all the latest news about Stargirl, the show. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. Um, again, don't come fight with us, but come talk to us. Uh, you can also subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and soon on Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, you could be nice and hit us with some, like, five-star reviews. If you're not going to do five-star reviews, don't. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But just no, five-star no, reviews would be better. Kidding. We're not kidding. We're serious no. about that. Yes, I was just trying. I was trying to pretend, yes, I was trying to pretend I was nice, but no, five-star <laughs> reviews only, okay? Um, don't forget that we're part of the DCTV Podcast Network, which, pod, which has podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Gotham, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, classic DCTV shows, Kryptons, Titans, Doom Patrol, and the upcoming Batwoman and Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing shows at DCTVPodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram. And last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Um, also, I, I know I said last, but also, DCTV Podcast has its own T Public store. So if you're interested in DCTV related merchandise, which we all are, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear um, and support the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. If you have any questions or, thought, or thoughts about Stargirl, hit us up on Twitter uh, or email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail. See you later. Bye.